am your host, Phil, and joining me as always is Doug. I'm not going to wear my cane mask during this episode. Galliardo, how you doing, sir? I just had to put it in front of my face for that one time, but it'll be hanging out in the background for the whole episode. Uh, what's <laughs> popping, y'all? Dude, Kane was total new metal energy. Like he looked like he could throw yeah. a, throw a guitar on that dude, and he could like join some shitty D tier new metal band in a second. You know, his favorite band was Disturbed. That's what pumped him up to like get him into Tombstone mindset. Disturbed, down with the sickness. That's what turned him red, and that's why he's some sort of senator in East Tennessee now. Oh, that's <laughs> disturbed. True. It was the Lebray piercings. <laughs> yeah. Now he just he caught a gleam of the Lebret piercings from David Draymond, and he just just turned him not into the big red machine anymore. <laughs> I did meet Kane one time uh, at this place called Tri County, which was a flea market in my hometown. Super cool, but he was like wearing like like dad clothes with the mask on oh god it was like a pro lifting gym t-shirt he had like blue uh blue levi's on some like workman boots and then just a mask pretty pretty intense it's disheartening when you see your heroes out of costume i was nine years old i was like i just i just uh got done watching like uh sunday night fucking smackdown no thursday night was smackdown sunday night heat Oh. And we walked over to Tri County, and it was an incredible time. All right, Doug, mm. let's introduce our guest. We have Liz Sorry. from the Late Night Cools podcast <laughs> joining us. Liz, thank you so much for joining. Hi. Thank you for having me. Kim would have been here. Uh, she had a uh, family emergency. Well, so y'all got me. She's here in spirit, and uh, yes, yeah, we miss her, and we would rather both of you here. Thank but you. It's just you're just amazing as both of you. So. Thank you. Yeah. That, that's not an insult. That's right. <laughs> so you are from Tennessee. Um, I am. How close is, is Kane from you? <laughs> Kane is in East Tennessee about three hours uh, away. Three hours east. Uh, and okay. he is, uh, he's rocking and rolling in East Tennessee government. Was he like a governor? Or like he's something. He's oh, uh, not a governor, a senator he's, or he's, something. He's some, he's something for some. Like I want to say it's like a Blunt County, which is a funny name for a county, but it's Blunt <laughs> County, like somewhere around Knoxville, like mm-hmm. maybe Maryville or something like that. Like one of the smaller cities in East Tennessee, and he's he's running the show with the um. With a big red heart, he's he's, he's, he's all red now. He's choke slamming the, the <laughs> politicians. <laughs> yes. Hopefully, he's not on the wrong side of the tracks when it comes to the um, the main themes in politics. I just don't know why wrestlers and celebrities feel like the craving to run for office. This is completely off topic, but like, let's just not elect people who have been on television. I think it's a um, it's acting. Yeah, I mean it is. It's all acting. It's all a facade, in my opinion. It's theater. uh, Yeah, yeah. it's a little little theater. It's a lot, and for for wrestlers in particular, that that translates to kayfabe, and it just it just flows over into politics. Well, look, we could do an entire other episode about wrestling, and we will. (laughs) You better believe it. We're doing a full Attitude Era wrestling show, and we'll have you back on for that, Liz. But please do. We got some business to get down to. (laughs) This is all about new metal. It is November. 
And uh, Doug, it's been a while since we did one of these. So yeah, we only did one. Yeah, uh, and that was super fun. We pulled up a lot of funny images on the internet. <laughs> yeah, and uh, looking forward to do it with Liz because she is also a new metal connoisseur here. I am. So we're all in good company. Well, let's kick it over to our guest. So Liz, um, when you were a teen growing up, what were like the bands for you? What was what was the big band that got you into all that shit? It really, it, it's weird for me because when I started thinking about it and like researching for this podcast and I was like, what was it with the exception of Faith No More, which was big for me uh, as a, uh, in middle school and as a teenager, um, what was it that got me into that sort of that funk fusion, the metal funk fusion sound and really as silly as this sounds do you guys remember uh so i was really big into helmet yeah when i was a kid i saw helmet i saw helmet a month ago I, i've i've seen helmet a lot and i saw john stanier with battles not too long ago here at uh the ryman i was so heavy into helmet and i got that judgment night soundtrack when i was like 10 years old oh yeah you remember that yeah and, we and we talked a little bit about it on our last episode i pulled up the track listing which is insane but keep going i'll pull it, it up was, while you're it talking it was nuts so that was like helmet and house of pain and that sonic youth and cypress hill onyx and biohazard and that sound the the rap rock fusion sound of that soundtrack really resonated with me because that was like Faith No More and Living Color, Fishbone and like all of this funk stuff just all into just boom. Like it was like it was Anthrax and Public Enemy bring the noise, but it was on another level. Yeah. And what that sound came back to me. The first time that I heard Sepultura's Roots. Ooh, all right, 1996. So yeah. that I, I I really think that Chaos AD Chaos AD ushered in that sound because new metal is more than the rap rock fusion. There's that weird tribal triplet sound that goes along with most of that. Yeah, uh, I can say faithfully that it goes along with like jonathan davis's vocals a lot of a lot of people had that staccato triplet not rapping quite but almost vocal yeah. style at times and um that was it so when i heard roots after chaos id i was uh, like i was immediately i was in i was like what is this shit what is this so i went back and found Horns first record because it came out way before like it, it was like chaos ad corn self-titled like yeah. the next year yeah it was 94 corn did it corn was just like like what what is going on here like that you've got that staccato um david Sil Silvania's sound like those drums those staccato drums and then you've got jonathan davis with those 
vocals, the triplet almost rapping but not quite vocals, and Fieldy turns that bass down where you don't even hear the notes coming from the bass. You know, it's it's rhythm. It's all rhythm. So the funk is there and the rap is there and the metal is there and it's just all going at once. So corn yeah. was it for me. So the first corn song I ever heard was on the Crow's City of Angels soundtrack. Do you remember that soundtrack? <laughs> I, I like I that movie. I remember that soundtrack. God bless uh, Courtney Love. So I have it pulled up here on the screen. <laughs> what, a, can you... what a terrible cover. Yeah. Can you see it, Liz? Yes. Okay. Yeah. The, do now. The cover of Gold Dust Woman by Hole. Uh, yeah. Got White Zombie, I'm Your Boogeyman. I mean, that was a good cover. That was a great cover. White Zombie's actually... I prefer White Zombie over Rob Zombie. White Zombie had like those. Oh, yeah. That infectious groove type of vibes. I mean, Astro Creep 2000 is a god tier industrial metal album. Still holds up. Absolutely. Yeah. But what's good about all these bands that you mentioned and Liz mentions is that it's groovy. It's not just like sludgy. And even though like the bass is like so deep, like you can't mistake feel these bass at all even if you want to dismiss it even if you're not a big fan of new metal there's always something to gravitate towards i feel like towards everything musically and feel these like bass is just so just like dirty and <laughs> grungy and muddy and it works perfectly syncopated with the drums it's like percussion said. it's percussion yeah, it's- at that point and it's wonderful and he's slapping it he's yeah. not just playing it with like a pick he's slapping the shit out of that bass. Slap it a bass, man. He's doing that. <laughs> and, um, yeah, the other bands that were on there, like Filter, I wouldn't consider them new metal, but some had people that... do, strangely. When when we put out the uh, APB for what's your favorite new metal band, I was getting like Filter and Incubus and responses, and I was like, are y'all sure? Filter was on, they were on like Family Values or Ozfest back in the day. They were like new metal adjacent. They must have been like friends with like other other new metal bands. And they came okay. up in the same era. Incubus, the first two records, Fungus Among Us and Psycho. No, no, no. Fungus Among Us and Science. Was it Science? Science. science. Yeah. I was gonna say Psycho. Like, but it's more of a like 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 that's more of a mathy funk like yeah like everything's just going on in science but i don't know that i would ever consider incubus new metal not in my world they had elements not in anyone's world i don't think they opened Uh, uh the family values 98 tour they were on that oh wow yeah they don't play any of that stuff anymore they don't play anything from science they don't play anything from fungus among us and that's like their best cream of the crop stuff i think it's like a few of the the radio popular songs from morning view and then they like it's crow left to the murder and then everything else and that's about all they play live now even crow left to the murder is super underrated that's a really good album i love that i agree megalomaniac is on there Mm -hmm. i mean you have honestly morning view is classic too it has great stuff on there and i think front to back that's like if you had to say what's like the most well-produced album from incubus morning view might be it have you ever actually i'm a i'm a musician and i'm a dj and sometimes when i really get heavy into production and producers i'll go through their work and i'll start pulling tracks and i'll start picking and pulling and just deciphering things and if you go through 
incubus from like science and beyond and you start isolating tracks you can it's so clean it's just yeah. like amazingly clean i don't i don't get that uh, just just genius geniuses at work yeah and that's another band where they just infuse so many different influences in one thing like you could mm -hmm. tell jonathan davis when he formed corn like it was just a different sound same thing with incubus hip-hop there was so much hip-hop into it there was funk you know they listen to like parliament or boots yeah. and collins or anything like that and they just turn on the distortion and just went and it was it just went insane with it like I, I love the fact that again with slipknot and incubus they had they incorporated like djs like those scratches add such yeah. like another layer of like wow like it just blends perfectly in with new metal and new metal did that a lot yet you don't like deftones <laughs> here, we go. here we go here we go hey all right I, dj scratches and such hey before we before we get Never into uh, assaulting doug with uh um, <laughs> bring it on i'll fucking take it all so liz you saw the crow city of angels right yes okay so i probably saw that for the first time when i was like maybe eight or nine and as you know i'm sure deftones have a cameo in that movie they're playing in the mm -hmm. street at the Day of the Dead festival. So this this was the first time I ever saw Deftones. I was like, yo, who is this? I need to find out who this is. I need this soundtrack. So ironically, also the first time Phil got a boner. That is true. <laughs> it was hand in hand. That's true. <laughs> Can't deny it. But I'll tell you what, I'm gonna pull it up here on the screen. It will watch this I didn't little... know what that was. Yeah, I thought sorry. it was like a boner sound effect song <laughs> sound, and I was like, it sounded Whoa. like the opening to Slipknot's debut album. Like the wow, bum, 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 all right, bum. Doug, you ready to watch some Deftones? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Here we go. <laughs> Sarah. This is an underrated movie, by the way. Agreed. I just can't go past City of Angels. Once you do that, then you just not. This must have been where David Gordon Green got his, his thoughts and ideas for the new Halloween television. Look at his hair. See that goatee? Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's, you know what? It's the worst beard combination of all time. To have the goatee and no mustache? Yeah, that goatee wasn't working for lose Gina. all points of being like a person. But yeah, that moment, beard. that moment right there, I was like, whoa, I need to find out who this is. And I saw in 2002, Taproot opened for Mudvayne and they covered that song and I Ooh. lost my shit. And like, I, I was looking around and clearly nobody really knew that song. I'm sure everybody was like, what Deftone song is this? But I was like going <laughs> off, dude. <laughs> It's great when like friends cover up their like 
when bands are like friends and they cover each other's songs. Yeah. Like when Stained and uh, Limp Biscuit, they did a. Uh, I'm feeling I'm on the, like I'm outside feeling those lighters. Cycle. <laughs> like they all sit down next to each other and have their arms yeah. around each other, and it's like, oh yes, camaraderie. This is great. Oh shit. That was Family Values, nineteen ninety eight or nine. Ninety nine. Yeah. Ninety nine. Yeah, the one that had yeah, that the, the baby on the front cover. Yes, yes. Yeah. Hey, Taproot. Solid new metal band. I loved Taproot back in the day. So I liked Taproot, but I never got really fully into Taproot. There was like that Taproot and... Um, Edema. Ed- and Seven Dust and like Stuck Mojo folks. Like, I will which stand I love LeJohn. A lot. Okay. But like, I just really never got into that. Se- but I, it's Seven Dust that I didn't is dis- like. Like, I liked it. Yeah. Seven Dust are isn't like the best. But what, what I think what Phil was going to say about Seven Dust, they're on another level. Yeah. No, so no. They're like not even close to Taproot. They have so many classic records, and it's not, it's just way more than new metal. Like, LeJohn Witherspoon's voice is incredible if you ever want to just sit down and like exercise your your vocal range if if, if, you're, if you're a vocalist and you really just want to sit down and exercise your vocal range sing sit down and sing with Corey glover or sit down and sing with lejohn and you you get it you get it every time he just has that like deep rasp and it's just like soulful it's like that soulful yes. rasp a soulful raspiness and uh combined I remember when with I first um, my car. combined with Morgan Rose, like that vocal combo, so good. Morgan Rose also doesn't get enough credit. That whole band, it's just another one where like the guitar player is so tied to that sound. Like, just for example, CKY, like Darren Miller. He left CKY. CKY is never the same. CKY yeah. is Darren Miller. Darren yeah. Miller, CKY. Only have that one sound. Seven Dust has that specific sound. You can't get rid of LeJohn mixed with any of the band members. I threw Everyone, on CKY earlier today randomly. I was like, let me throw on some early CKY. Still holds up. They're dude, so good. One of my top five favorite bands. Top five? I don't give a fuck. Holy <laughs> top shit. five. I, lo- I love Darren Miller that much. Aww. Well, now he's married Is... to Felissa Rose. Felissa Rose, yeah. And no he has shit. A new, uh, yeah. Yeah. They have, wow. like, kids together. Like, it, they've been married for a while. It's crazy, right? That is crazy. Hey. When worlds collide. In, and she started exactly. a movie. Power Man 5000. Here we go. And she started a movie Tonight about, the stars revolt. Tell about me camp. <laughs> camp kill yourself. <laughs> Sleepaway camp. Hey. You could tell he was kind of stalking Felissa Rose from the, from the jump. <laughs> <laughs> Good on him, though. It happened. He manifested it. I saw CKY open for Avenge Sevenfold in 2006. Dude, killer show. And CKY just crushed it, man. They were almost better than Avenge Sevenfold. Like Avenge Sevenfold puts on, and you saw them in that sweet spot where the Rev was still alive. Yep. That He's like no other. He was yeah. next level. Did you ever get into them, Liz? I feel like it's a band you either had a phase with them or you just never liked so them? I, I jumped on the cky train f- because of bam oh okay um, at that i was time. talking about because avenge sevenfold though oh avenge sevenfold yeah. no I, I just didn't 
Yeah. Um, not that it is again, not that I didn't dis I didn't dislike them. I just never really got heavy into them. And I think maybe at that time I was such a snob that they were getting airplay, like radio play. And I was like, I don't want to listen to that. But why can't the Deftones be on K Rock? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I'll give you one reason, Tracy Chapman. God. <laughs> Doug is just asking for it. He's he's on a roll. He wants us to like. You gotta let him go. He's like, let's talk about Deftones. Let me have it. <laughs> oh, secretly, imagine I just had like a Deftone shrine in my closet. I don't even have a closet in my room. I wish Nothing. you did. You know like, you I worship wish I did, it that, like in, under your bed. You've got like this Chino Moreno shrine and and like just every album cover. Of the Deftones, it's just lined yeah, I just up have on a your fucking, shrine. I just have like a draw. Every Crosses album cover, everything he's ever done, it's just right there. Doug, I want to play a Deftones. Phil, Phil showed me one is, song. Look, it's this riff is undeniably badass. Um, you'll know this one, Liz. Let's see. If you can't say that this doesn't kick ass at least a little bit, then you're just you're just wrong. Okay, here we go. <laughs> You're I'll, just I'll, wrong. I'll, I'll be. I'll be honest. All right. Corn did it better. This sounds like an unused corn riff. Sounds like an unused corn riff? Come on. Wait, is he going to start whispering? Uh, yeah. <laughs> is he part of the nose? He has a what? Oh, sexy. I am already What's that, Doug? What did you oh, say? Oh, nothing. I was just talking shit. <laughs> what did you say? I said sexy. Uh. <laughs> the the thing about those vocals, and I will say, Chino's vocals are very monorific. Like that they it's very overly moany. But because he takes influence from Simon LeBon, like he's taking influence from The Cure. Uh, Robert Smith and Morrissey. Yeah. Yeah, and and he's pulling all of this into this, like the new metal, metal, whatever they are now. Like they've gone beyond that after like Diamond Eyes. I think it went like that. The last one is it Ohms? That it's just like it's stadium music almost, but it's stadium music that's good. But that those vocals come from that that eighties new wave post punk dark wave influence yeah chino is not a but it is moany it is moany yeah no i i will i will never as much as i talk shit about the deftones i will not take away the impact that they have had on music in general i have i have to respect what they've done i'm not just i personally (laughs) wholeheartedly dislike them but do you there is they're a selling (laughs) act they tour major stadiums people love them i can't I, i have to give them that respect to go to a Deftones show and like it's me with the goth girls and the metal dudes 
and the biker dudes and the bros like there's jocks and stuff and it's like everybody's into it and yeah. it just it's wild deftone shows are wild like that i can see why people love the deftones more than people love marilyn manson because deftones by far is light years more talented than marilyn manson that dude i never understood the marilyn manson wave I get he was dark and the imagery that he had was edgy at the time, but like the dude, the band is more in, is more talented than himself. Than Very Marilyn true. Manson. And I lived through the Marilyn Manson era. So we, and, we can or, talk about or, or this, the, Liz. Like I was, this is Antichrist Superstar was a game changing album for so, me. Like so I, I snuck out of the house for the very first time to attend antichrist the tour oh you saw him at here. the dead to the world tour and uh yeah and i was way Fuck. too young to be there oh. <laughs> and uh that was that, that i felt terrible about it like that was the first time i ever really lied to my grandparents and i snuck out of the house called a ride down to to the show and uh and i went but um was it worth it Hell yeah, it was worth it. Like I, I look at that now and I'm totally aware that his musicians that he was playing with were amazing. He did not write the majority of that music. Uh, Antichrist, uh, Portrait of American Family, most of that was written by Trent Reznor. And uh, Mechanical Animals is a wonderful album. Most of that was written by Billy Corgan. Like, also it, interesting. It, it's, it's not... But the, so it's like nostalgia purposes. It for is. You. It totally is. I'm about to dance to a, um, a song off of Antichrist for a show coming up in December. Which one? And Kinderfield Superstar. Ooh, it's a good yeah, one. It's gonna get really blasphemous and great. That, that song. <laughs> that, that's the main reason to pick that one. Hell yeah! And like that. That's such a big. The nostalgia part, that's such a big part of my childhood growing up as someone who was different in the South. And, you know, we would get the notes that came home about Marilyn Manson, you know, go check your child's uh, <laughs> CD tray, you know, throw out. I, yeah. I actually ha experienced that where my mother, who never paid attention to the notes that came home, I live with my grandparents, but one day she did. And she got the Marilyn Manson notice and she went, found my Marilyn Manson CDs and cracked both uh. of them and threw them in the garbage. And, you know, th those things stick in your head and it just makes you love those artists even more for being what they were back then, even though he stole everything he did from David Bowie and Alice Cooper. So, well, you know, my dad, really, my dad made really me hard take down my Marilyn Manson posters because we were listening to the radio and for some reason a Marilyn Manson song came on. They're like, yeah, that was Tourniquet off of Antichrist Superstar. My dad was like, Antichrist, what? <laughs> he was like, you're going to take down those damn posters as soon as we get home. And I was like, no, daddy, don't make me take my posters down. <laughs> <laughs> it was harder for you guys probably growing up in the South where things are like really like religious yes so to like defy religion in music and like to outwardly do it was probably like insane to you know anyone any anyone older back then if you are in your uh mid to late 30s now i mean that and and you are a different person like if, if you're if you're goth or you're the alternative as they call it or if you if you're any of that you lived through that 
you know, and that was such a big deal here in the South because any of us that were the mall goths that were different, you know, Manson was the poster child for anti-religion, anti-establishment. Yeah. It's just a shame that he wasn't more, uh, I don't know the vote, the vote, his vocal style really wasn't too preachy or anything. He was just this very, just, Again, sludgy, kind of just talking his way through it. I don't know. He had than some. Um... He did a lot of. He did a lot of questionable and actually really terrible things. Yeah, he really did. And I yeah, can admit that as someone movie. who's a fan of his music, I am not a fan of him as an individual, especially now. No, yeah. he's, a, he's a garbage. Um, yeah, but he... that's one where it's like I take the severity on those, like separate the art from the artist. And that's one where I can, I'm able to separate the art from the artist. And a lot of that is due to knowing that he did not write most of that music and that those musicians really carried him forward. His, he had great musicians on uh, all those albums. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I would encourage anybody um, to put on Antichrist Superstar, listen to that album start to finish with headphones on. Because it's like a full, it's like a concept album, you know, and it's produced yeah. by Trent Reznor and it sounds so good. The mixing on that album is mm-hmm. top notch. Like every time I listen to it, I'll hear this weird little synth sound that I didn't pick up on before or something like that. But yeah, that was a a big album for me back in the day. Same. Yeah. Did Rick Rubin ever get his hands on a Marilyn Manson record? To my knowledge, no. No. Hey, do you know what? Because uh, he, do you know what new metal band Rick Rubin did produce? Not System of a Down. Do you remember American Head Charge? Do you remember? <laughs> oh, yeah, they, barely, but I do. That album still. That, that is a nom flashback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's a band that should stay in the past and shouldn't be remembered. Hey, man, their album, The War of Art, the one that was produced by Rick Rubin, is as far as industrial new metal, it's still pretty fucking were they good. on death jam they were on american head charge they were on roadrunner like back in the day american was it, was records it? or whatever it was the same label oh, okay. Okay. american on the- rick rubin that was rick's record label i think yeah. okay so it's like how did he even get involved yeah I've- rick rubin yeah. single-handedly i mean he's had his hand in so many classic projects and just takes the band to the next level like he did system of a down toxicity System of a Down went from their debut, which was super rough and raw already and kind of just all over the place. And then with Toxicity, Rick Rubin, I mean, he just he has a thing with capturing the artists in their true essence, I think. And that record, System of a Down Toxicity, one of the best, not just new metal, I think one of the best records ever to be made because it's so- just so different. And unique, and everything about it is what just... the fuck was up with the system of the down folks that beat the shit out of the Mastodon guy. I just I didn't learned hear about, about that. that today. I've never. When did and this I was happen? Like, what? Is this what? recent? It old, old. So this was like right before Crack the Sky, and I was like, oh, what did they like even fight about? And I like, I was, I was reading articles about that, and I was like, I never even knew that that was a thing. This like band members from System of a Down beat the shit out of yeah 
I've never heard about Avengers. that. What is that? Let me see if I can pull up an article or something. Um, because Darren Malakin looks like he's a kindergartner, and he would get his ass kicked. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to see Surge in some like knockdown, drag out fight with dude from Mastodon. Like, what's going on? So I wonder. Mastodon what... kind of has some new metal vibes. All right, here we go. I got it pulled up kind here. Kind of. Um. Oh shit. Never mind. I'll just read it to you. Um. Let's see. It says. As Hines walked down the sidewalk outside the Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino, wasted and elated, System of Down bassist and singer-songwriter William Hudson trailed close behind. According to Hines, when he removed his wet t-shirt and triumphantly swung it over his head, he accidentally thwacked Hudson. Oh. Uh, Huh. I don't know. So it was all a misunderstanding. Yeah, what but whatever like. it was, it like caused head trauma to Brent. Oh, like wow. it, he like shit. beat the shit out of him. Brent seems like Brent seems such like a gentle giant. Yeah. I know. He's like an artist and everything, like an uh, art artist. So that was wild for me to to learn about today. And that was thanks to research for this podcast. Yeah, he said that <laughs> his nose broke and he smacked his head on the concrete. Well, let me just say this. I much prefer Mastodon to System of a Down. I like them in seventh grade. Yeah, you're not you're not a big system fan. I like them in seventh grade. When I was in like seventh, eighth grade, I was like, hey, this is wacky and heavy and but when I listen to it now, after like thirty seconds of rubba da da I'm like <laughs> All right, Ugh, oh, it still it still holds up. <laughs> Toxicity is easily and they that's another band that like like Slipknot. That has progressed to another level with like every band because System of a Down got a lot of shit and so did Slipknot saying that they went soft or they're not as hard, but bands need to evolve. They can't just do Master of Puppets, for example, yeah. every album. And like sometimes fans don't grow with them and that's totally okay. If it's not your style, then that's totally fine. But it, it, they were putting out amazing stuff after Toxicity with, uh, steal this album and mesmerize and hypnotize i i think i was checked Phil, out i think you need to go back I and was, re-listen i was checked out during all those albums you need so to go like, back and re-listen mm-hmm. it, it front to back all of their i mean they're just so like i mean they're wacky and weird but like that's what kind of keeps you on your toes are you making them sound like disturbed oh that's why you like them that could be the correlation yeah I do have a funny System of a Down story. So when I was like probably nine or 10 years old, no, I must have been like 11. I was uh, walking into a music store and this dude was leaving the parking lot in his truck, but he saw me wearing my corn shirt. He was like, hey, dude, you like corn? I was like, yeah. He was like, well, go buy this album. And he held up System of a Down's first album. He was like, this band kicks ass. And I was like, okay. So I like went into the music store and like I listened to it on their little sampler, you know, you put on the headphones and I was like, you know, I was a kid. So I was like, yeah, this sounds good. So, so I bought that album, but that kind of shit would never happen these days. Like some dude just sees you in a band shirt and is like, no Yo, way. Check this out. What are, all right. What are, <laughs> what are five top five new metal records that you would carry around in your gigantic cargo pants with your disc mini? <laughs> <laughs> you only you only got five. One pocket has three. Ooh. One pocket has two. 
I was rocking the UFO pants. So those things are massive. I was rocking some Jinkos for a while and trip. Trip pants oh, the trip pants god awful. I can imagine you still wear trip pants. Well, I have trip dresses <laughs> that I kept from back then. And it's so funny to go back and look at them because I'm like, did I really wear like it was like hearts with like nails and the hearts and stuff. Just stupid. And I'm like, did I really wear that? But I can't bring myself to get rid of them because it just makes me think of being in the mall and listening to Coal Chamber and being an idiot. Oh, Coal Chamber. Yeah, we were hanging out Broadway Mall right next to Sam Goody. My Another system of a down story. My mom, uh, we were in Sam Goody. She was buying me some CDs. I was like 12 and I was obsessed with system. And you know how like, you know, Hot Topic had like the panels of shirts and stuff like that. And you had to pick it from the, the like the shelves underneath. Mm-hmm. There was no other. It was Sam Goody and they had the same panels. And there was this dope system of a down shirt with them like sitting on top of like mushrooms. It was this like red and white t-shirt on this black shirt. Um, and at the panel, my mom looked under the panel and saw my size and was like, I'm just going to take this one and just ripped it right out from the panel. We bought it. And then I wore that shirt um, for my eighth grade picture day. Yeah. I shared that <laughs> recently. On our Instagram that's the, that's story, the yeah, you could you could see the top of System of a Down's uh, all their heads. Yep. <laughs> okay, so back to your original question, Doug. Five new metal CDs to stuff into the back pocket of your Jinkos. That's yeah. You're walking to the that's mall. That's two feet you long. Got your Jinkos. Um. Exactly. <laughs> I would say corn. I'll go. Life is peachy. I think mm. it's a good one. Yeah, I think that's a... Uh, really, really early, dirty stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to, like, think about them, but Liz, if you know any. Liz? Maybe Antichrist so, Superstar would be in there. Would that be considered new metal? Antichrist? Yeah, that's true. Uh-huh. I would loop it in with new metal. I mean, it's, uh, so, it's more industrial, goth, or whatever. New metal adjacent. Yeah. Where do we stop... Doug, you're not included in this conversation. Where do we stop? Oh, with around new the fur. With... Okay, so like we're we're at around the fur, and then everything above around the fur is going into where they're hitting that, um, like like that hard rock metal stadium sound. Mm-hmm. Like Saturday Night Wrist is a little stadium sound. Saturday Night Wrist. Um, Diamond Eyes. Diamond Eyes is a little stadium sound. Very actually stadium sound, but I love that album. I don't know that I would consider that new metal though. Yeah, a lot of their would newer I... stuff is more like gent, you know, because Stefan is yeah. playing like eight string guitars. He loves Mashuga and all those super down. Mathy stadium sound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah. I really don't. I don't know if I would put like would I because around the fur is definitely not my favorite Deftones album, although I love it. I don't know that I would put that at the top of my new metal list. I think I would actually put Life is Peachy Ooh. at the top of my new right. metal list. Two for Life is Peachy. Hey, put it on the board. You can't beat that opening. Yeah. I'm not no, going to do it because I'm going to sound ridiculous if I do it. But that opening, you're just like, what? <laughs> like, what was yeah. that? That's a lot of corn stuff. A lot of corn songs are just like, what's happening? Like, <laughs> it's just so intense. What's happening and here? It's just really, all the grooves are weird. And John Davis is doing so many things with his voice and his vocal range. And you're just like, 
what the fuck? Like, <laughs> and, and, and longevity. That's another new metal band that had just straight mm-hmm. up so much longevity. Because they're still making records. Yeah. He's making uh, dog apparel. Yeah. Freak on a leash, baby. Freak on a leash. <laughs> it's great. But Life, Life is PG is a classic album. You you can't, it's it's impossible not to put it in your in your discman if you're walking around with five albums. Right. With, uh, I the, think that would definitely be top of new metal. But does the, new uh, metal album list but does the, the discman have anti-skip protection on it? It does. It does in your, in your car. Okay. And, and you've got your little... <laughs> it never what was worked. that thing called? So I'm older than you guys, but my I had this thing for my CD player that was external, and it was like this claw that came from the floorboard, and you had to screw it into the floorboard hmm. and put the CD player in it. Oh, it was just like a unit, right? It was like yeah. to replace the tape deck, I think. Weird. And it was just like this little claw hand, and then you put your... CD and your CD player, and you prayed that it didn't skip. <laughs> I think I remember those in like my best friend's like grandpa's car. It's wild. I, that was the that my first car had one of those clawed. Like somebody had it was used, and somebody had installed that, and it had that clawed hand to hold your CD player. Oh, kids will not know what we're talking about. No, my, my kids would be like, "What the hell." Hey, like, what's, where's your MP3 player? What? You're like, what the fuck, mom? Yeah. Do you guys? Where's your aux cord? Do you guys remember yeah. those? Um, okay, so you would put your CD in like this. It was almost like a CD condom. It was like this little plastic thing you would put your CD in if the CD was scratched, and then you could put it in your CD player, and it would play. Do you remember those? So there was that, yes, and yes, then there was vaguely. that thing you put them in, and you crank it, and it would like. Clean the CD and like unscratch it, but it never did. The CD doctor, something doctor. Yes, it was something doctor. I I definitely remember it. It was that was that was a wild time. Wow, what a what a fucking time! And Mm -hmm. then like, what you could if you had a tape deck, you had the cassette adapter. So you would put the adapter in the tape deck and the cord to the disc man or whatever the fuck, and then it would play. Yep. And would, I remember buying that at Best Buy in like 2002. I bought the Executioner's album that day. And <laughs> that album. What a time. If I if I had to pick a corn album, though, I think mine would be Issues. Really? That one just touches, touches my soul. So what was that, like 99? 2000? That might have been 2001. No, okay. that was 2000. 2000. 2000? I got that for Christmas in 2000 then. And front to back, I mean, my... My mom was the coolest, and it's funny because my dad is, like, super cool now. I mean, he was always cool, but, like, back then, he was not really present, and he just tried to to do the right dad thing, and he was like, metal, don't listen to this garbage. But my mom (laughs) would always, like, buy me Limp Biscuit and corn CDs and sneak it in her bag and come home and and give them to me. Um, So she got me Follow the Leader in 1998, but Issues just somebody someone and dead bodies everywhere was that on issues or that was follow the leader that, that might have been follow on follow the leader yeah i saw them for the first time in 2000 with uh stained was opening that was the first Dude, time i ever saw them it was good despite aaron lewis being a complete fuckhole now because he's all like trump 2024 and all oh that no shit. yeah really? he's all like you didn't know that now. oh my god no that, that's not even 
Well, everybody just dig into it. I mean, he's... I actually just wrote that down. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) investigate later. Investigate Aaron Lewis at all costs. That's really, though, like one of the last people I would ever think would go... Would be a Trumper. Oh, yeah. He's like full... Sam. Weird. Full on. But but he did make classic albums with Sane. I mean, uh, Dysfunction with, uh, still kind of holds up. And I saw them open for Corn again last year. And I was thinking like, man, I don't want to see Stain. I don't give a fuck about them. But <laughs> I was about six beers deep. I had a little buzz. And when they kicked in the Mud Shovel, I was like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> Dude, Mud Shovel for you. <laughs> All classic stuff. They had great songs. It's been a while. You can't you can't deny that's a great song. <laughs> I mean, it did. Uh, it hit pretty hard live. I'll I'll give them that. Or maybe I was just speaking like, of. It's pretty been drunk a while. At that point. Yeah. What? You. I feel like if you're any beers deep, you could put on like Hootie and the Blowfish and you'd be into it. Oh, I, I'll put on Hootie and the Blowfish sober <laughs> and enjoy it. <laughs> I would too. I yeah. I love old Hootie. Yeah. Nothing wrong with Hootie. Um, all right, Doug. So what's, uh, you didn't answer your own question. Give me, <laughs> give me, give me five albums. You guys did. All right. Um, what's in those trip pants? <laughs> I mean, I could do this pretty, I could whip through it pretty easily. Corn issues. Like I said, um, Slipknot's debut album. Oh yeah, of course. All the way through fucking classic. Um, system of a down toxicity for sure. That's three right there. Um, I would have to say, I mean, give me some D tier. Let's hear some. Give me some. This is number four. Creed, human clay, baby. <laughs> Absolutely. Hold me now. Gotta gotta oh. throw Creed in there. Creed, dude. What is Creed not new metal? <laughs> no. Uh, no. Really? I mean, Christian rock, but like. No. They're not I, I would put them in the new metal category. No you, way. Do you, hear a, do, you, do you hear a funk rap metal fusion when you listen to Creed? But that like distortion and like the muddiness of human clay. It's got all right. <laughs> okay. I'll, Fuck you guys. I'll take Creed out. I, w- I will say Creed actually is a wonderful band. I mean, like, yeah. I, don't, I, I think we're, ro- we're so quick to sno- be snobby. And I was that person for the longest time, and I missed out on so much shit because of that. And I Absolute regret same. it now, you know. Same. And so I, I'm ca- catching things that I missed because of. That. I was talking to my sister about this kind of recently, about how, like, you know, when you're younger, your brain isn't fully formed. You're kind of just figuring out who you are, and it, it, like you said, it sucks because you miss out on so many things because you're too stubborn. Yeah. To you know, uh, think about what other people think of you think of what they're going to think about that you listen to a certain thing and you know i really wish that i was more open-minded back then because i would have went to more shows i would have took my sister to a bunch of shows and like all that all that stuff it, it, but you reach a certain age where you just realize that you like what you like and it doesn't matter it doesn't as long as it as long as it touches your soul then you got to fucking listen to it mm-hmm. or watch it or whatever yeah and i will say that um Scott Stapp was just on Theo Vaughn's podcast, and I listened to that like you did send two, me that two days I ago. Love Theo Vaughn. It was a great listen. I was like, you know what, Scott Stapp's a pretty cool fucking dude, and I'm happy to see that he's like sober and doing well because, I mean, he was 
I don't know if you know about his childhood, but he went through some shit, man. He would get like severely beaten by his stepdad, like in the name of God and all this. So he went through, oh, yeah, he went through some crazy stuff. So obviously he went he down gonna, the rabbit hole. Yeah. So it's good to see him like sober and everything. And I think Creed is poised for a comeback. If Creed went on tour next year, that shit would sell out, dude. Hold that I mean, thought. Hold that thought. <laughs> Hold that thought. <laughs> that might that might happen. Whoa, Doug's got some insider info, Mister Music Venue. That might that might there. be a thing. Oh, dude, Scott Snap has toured. Uh, he played the venue I work at a bunch of times, but since I worked there for six years, he's been there three times, and I met him twice. And he's honestly a really nice guy, like one of the nicest dudes. Always loves meeting the fans. And he always does pretty well by himself. Like he's he could sell like twelve hundred, thirteen hundred tickets just off of his name alone. All those like ratty rocker moms with like the like the stringy blonde hair and like the leather tube tops and shit like that. They're all showing up for Scott. Showing up with their their Creed tramp stamps. Yeah, the tribal <laughs> tramp stamps. That's ha- that's the thing. Everybody had one of those. I'm glad that I bypassed that. That is that is one thing that my snobbery helped me with and that you got over you got over that hump you didn't get lumped in with uh (laughs) with those like filthy people well doug (laughs) hey doug if creed comes to your venue you bet your ass i'm flying up there for that and you're getting me you fucking better and we are gonna you all better we should kim kim included oh my god that includes let's do that (laughs) my place isn't that big but i'm sure we could all find places to sleep here (laughs) i'll give up my bed i'll sleep on the floor i'll play (laughs) this little horror rug that's like three by three <laughs> someone could have a bed someone could have the couch i got a nice carpet nice area rug well it could happen i'll get an airbnb but we'll we'll make it you get creed there and i'll figure out the rest okay <laughs> <laughs> i'll be the first to let you guys know all right so liz you got but, any uh, more uh game changer albums you want to throw out there oh i'm gonna throw in one while i'm thinking of it this is like this is not A. I'd put this like B tier, but I'm gonna say Spine Shank, The Height of Callousness. That Absolutely That album still holds up. It still sounds amazing. Great production. I've noticed that like anything sort of industrial tinged in the new metal world holds up the best. Like Static X. You know? Like uh, Yeah, Fear Factory. Yeah, Fear Factory. Um, Fear Factory. Romstein. Yeah. Really? You know, it really does. Ramstein still sells out, and like, it's amazing that they're a, an amphitheater type of band because I know, they're, so, they're just like, singeing people's eyebrows. Yeah, it's just it's crazy. It's like Guar. <laughs> like, you need to go if you don't like the music, you will get enjoyment out of just seeing the, the show. Experience. And uh, but Spineshank, I will agree with Phil. I do too. Uh, that album front to back is also awesome, and they don't get enough love. And they were on like they weren't even that big. They were like. They always flew under the radar. They probably played like small theaters and stuff like that. Did they play Ozfest? I saw them at Ozfest 2001 on the second stage. Yeah, dude, you're so lucky. That was like prime time to and see. And I was at all Ozfest, I think, that year, and I don't even re- like. I, I was, I was underage drinking, so I don't even <laughs> remember most of that. But um, Liz, sure what what years there. did you go to Ozfest? I could do a whole um, episode the, on just Ozfest lineups. I went to I, I went to as many Ozfests as I could from the beginning. That was a big deal for me uh, because yeah. that was 
uh, we had Starwood Amphitheater here at that time. And like, th- those are a lot of my, the, the non-drunk ones that I can remember. They're, they're ingrained into my, my brain. I can remember being all of 13 years old and um, outside of Ozfest, it made me think of it, White Zombie and uh, it was I Hate God who got booed off the stage. I hate God. And White Zombie and Pantera for the Trin Kill Tours. Best, mm. to this day, the best live show I've ever seen. And I was 13 when I saw that, I believe. Oh, I was 12 or 13. Wow. That was, I would have, um, I would have killed to see Pantera in their prime. Damn. It was, it was, I, I was, I caught a stage beer nice. <laughs> and I drank that motherfucker too. And it was gross. <laughs> they, I was like, all right, I got it, Phil. Let's go. But, that's, that's, awesome. that's incredible that you were in that crowd watching. Like there's so much legendary stuff that happened at Ozfest and even like the family values tour. Just like the, you'll never see those crop of bands together mm-hmm. ever again. And that crop of people, like the, at Ozfest crowds, I can remember them being like kids Oof. like me and like the Jinko kids. And then there were the the biker dudes, again, like a Deftone show. And then like there were people coming in that were bringing their kids to these Ozfests and stuff. And then there were people that were just there, like old people there to see Ozzy. That's right. Yeah. yeah. All, all the old school Black Sabbath mm-hmm. fans. Um, I can't re- What was the year that? Rob Zombie 99 Rob Zombie was it 99 it was when Rob Zombie Deftones Deftones and Rob Zombie on the main stage yes. yeah that was my so first that, uh that was my first concert ever when I was 11 wow yeah that was my um so I didn't know back when I first saw White Zombie that on one of the screens uh, like they sh- he would show horror films as they went and it was the at that time at the pantera show he showed the tropical island zombie from fulci's zombie and showed that scene of the woman and the tropical island zombie coming up biting on her neck and stuff and i was like this is awesome and i need to know what this is and i never yeah. knew what it was and then at that Ozfest, he was showing films again and he showed um the little girl getting her head blown off in the beyond and that's like I was able at that time to, to research and find out what the fuck that was. Had I not gone to see Rob Zombie, White Zombie, I would have never have uh, discovered Italian horror. So thank you, Mr. And Zombert. I remember he played a clip <laughs> from the Munsters before he played Dragula. It yeah. was like Herman and the, yeah. Oh, man. Foreshadowing, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey. that was all foreshadowing. Oh, let's not go there. Uh, God bless him. Did you see Slipknot on the second stage that year in 99? I did. I did. Slipknot just like had so much going on that I wasn't really that. What a great live show. But there was so much going on and so many people that it was too much to like. You're just like, what's going on? Like, why is there? Why is there a timpani player? And like, what's going on here? Why do we need this much? Like I wanted to audition to be like the triangle player for Slipknot at that point because that, there were so many people on stage. It was just ridiculous. You know, they were auditioning for one. <laughs> it should have been me. They didn't need that clown. That was the but one. You could have been that the was, clown. That was, 
That was the only band I missed that day. They played first on the second stage. Dude. Yes, I know. It's haunted. I feel so much pain. It's haunted me ever wow. since. Because their first album didn't come out until August of 99. I saw them in June. And like nobody knew who the hell they were. But after that tour was done, they were like, they just Everybody exploded. Everybody knew who they were. Yeah. And this was like that, the third show that. of the date of the tour. What? So. What? What? When? What? Season did they tour? Was that was that, was that tour June second, nineteen ninety nine? So summer, because I can remember it. Like I was wearing like Daisy Dukes. Like I was not wearing Jinkos that day. I was wearing like Daisy Dukes and like some kind of cut off ridiculous horish type <laughs> shirt. <laughs> and I can remember uh, seeing Slipknot and just pouring sweat. Like no makeup was left at all. Like my hair was drenched. That was like a terrible Tennessee summer. It had to have been so June summer day. Yeah, you got you guys seem like you went to a lot of festivals. I've I've never been to one festival. I'm over festivals at this point, even though I host one and I and I run one every year. It's tough. It's tough to get people. Don't go outside. Like I I don't do them inside. Anything that I produce, I do it in a venue. I just can't. It's better off that way. Yeah, I'm just over it. Like, unless I'm going to, uh, for instance, my kids and I saw uh, Nine Inch Nails on this last tour with Boy Harsher at the beginning of the year. And we had to go out to an amphitheater. And uh, that I understand because they need the space. Like, there's there was no way possible to host the amount of uh, capacity that Nine Inch Nails could draw in at this point in time in their career. They could do an indoor theater and just do a couple of days. (laughs) Come see Nine Inch Nails at this twenty-person max cap. Yeah, they could <laughs> stand up. They could do the karaoke yeah. bar, Jerry's Bar and Grill down the street from McDonald's, <laughs> Route Three Fifty. Get your Mickey's for two fifty during well, happy M- hour. MSG would be like a good place for <laughs> Nine Inch Nails and Boy Harsher. That's a perfect spot. They could do like three days in a row, do like a little residency for like a week, <laughs> and then enough people will see them. It's it's weird going from seeing Nine Inch Nails as a kid at Municipal Auditorium here, and I've, I saw them at Municipal Auditorium. I've seen them at Vanderbilt when I was a kid, which was tiny. That was a tiny, I guess, theater space to yeah. to taking my kids to a fucking amphitheater. To see Nine Inch Nails, you know, now in my adulthood, and I'm like, whoa. All comes full circle. It does. It does. My kids like singing the words to heresy and stuff out loud. <laughs> I'm like, Did this, is this happening? Is this real life? It's yeah, and they real. came from you. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, they're pretty much little versions of you, and you're watching them mold themselves into Being good assholes. human beings like yourself yeah. and develop good music <laughs> taste. Just don't show them depth. Up. Well, hey. uh, you'll be you'll be happy, Doug, because neither one of my kids have uh, gotten the Deftones bug. That's right. <laughs> They're learning. I love when the youth learns. <laughs> so we haven't hit for for big albums. Y'all haven't hit Soulfly. Primitive was hey so, with the exception of Corn. You know, Soulfly was just such a big deal. For for Ooh. a little new metal, yes, absolutely. Girl, Even that, I mean, that that first album has features from Chino and true. Fred Durst and Corey. Yep. Oh no, Corey was on. Corey's, Corey was on Primitive. Yeah. He was on. Maybe. Jump the fuck up. 
Shut, Shut the, the fuck, fuck up. up. Guys, I Sean Lennon? Like, what? Yes. <laughs> That's a good all, song. All of their, they, they really brought the song. tribal influence. Do you think that that, like, the Brazilian tribal influence that Max and Igor carried over from Chaos ID to Roots, then to Soulfly, do you think that had any like i can't help but think that that had some sort of influence on what came after corn's self-titled album because then you get into life is peachy and follow the leader and you get into more bands new metal bands that were just kind of spouting off here like just constantly and you you kind of heard that yeah that tribal brazilian they... influence yeah and you could tell like the influence is there but I don't know. It might depend on like where they were, like what coast they were on, and yeah. if they heard of each other. Some bands, if they're coming up like that, they might have not, you know, seen the other bands as an opener. They might have not been on the same bills, or maybe not even getting heard like that. So we don't even know if they heard each other before, well, or they just picked up on themselves. I think Sepultura definitely heard Korn's first album. Because in 1996, yeah. they were like, hey, Ross Robinson, uh, can you produce Roots for us and give us that new yeah. metal hot sound right now? That's where that came from. So that that would make it make sense. Yeah. And I've never it, actually put two and two together with that. Remember when, Yeah, the same uh, producer then. Hey, do you remember when Machine Head went new metal for a hot second? <laughs> and Rob Flynn was like <laughs> rapping and stuff? Hold up. I, gotta I do. I do. Uh, oh, Machine Head was, was supposed to play. They just came here. Supposed to play my venue ago. next week, and they got canceled. Oh no! Rob Flynn could... was over New York. Dude, old Machine Head was so dope. Old, like Burn My Eyes. That album is classic. Agreed. Uh, the more things change, I love that album. I had that when I was Supercharger. Right? All right, hey, let's let, let's watch this real quick. Oh, he's got the Juggalo braids on. <laughs> what was happening? I've never actually seen the video for this. Yeah, this is rough. Ooh. This is called Hack City. It's a little cringy, but not bad. It's kind of catchy, but I'm it's, sure it's Rob, got some groove. Yeah, I'm sure Rob Flynn yeah, wants to forget always this had era. The, has a good groove. <laughs> the, he was the, ready the, to snap the wardrobe. The, the, worst. <laughs> the, the fucking spiked hair. Ooh. <laughs> what was up with? Uh, remember when every new metal member there was always one guy that would wear that? It looks like a chef's outfit. Like that jumpsuit. <laughs> 
No, no. Hold up, hold up. Let me pull it up here. Oh, I think it's well. There was always the new metal guitarists are classic for doing like the crazy antics. Like they're always like looking up and like looking like their eyes are about to pop out of their heads. God damn it! Hang on, I'll find it. All right, I got it muted. But no, even uh, I saw Cheeto wear one one time. It's like some shit that like a Shaolin monk would wear. Well, this dude looks. Rob Flynn looks like Zoolander right now, hanging on those shirts. <laughs> he looks like new metal Derek Zoolander. Give us, give us blue steel, Rob. Right there, that guy. You see what he's wearing? There's too oh, much the, lens the, flare the, right the there. Mandarin collar thing. Yeah, Wu Tang Clan. Oh, like yeah. yeah, okay, like the black parade outfit. Yeah, yeah. But what like, is every, that? I don't know. That's what was going on? Secret of the new metal trade. We'll never know. <laughs> Does anyone remember the band uh Flaw? Uh yeah. yeah. They were like some fucking D tier garbage. It's D tier, Z tier. <laughs> they were the worst. It is like put on the music video for payback. Liz, I guarantee you've seen this video. It's the worst. Like, just imagine like these kids just gather around a TV and they're like, oh, I want to do new metal. <laughs> and they just go out and buy like wife beaters and baggy oh, pants. And this is like the product of that. It's just like such garbage. Hey, I got one better for you, Doug. I don't remember how, them. How about we see their OzFest 2002 performance? We'll watch a little bit of that. Maybe I saw them and I was drunk and wasn't aware. Hang on. Here we go. Or you weren't. I was gonna say maybe I was right. at, actually at the beer stand at that point, like trying to get somebody to buy me a beer. Hopefully, you're gonna throw it at them. <laughs> <laughs> this guy sucks. <laughs> Woo! Again, another asshole with the beard, the goatee, and no Alright, time for a new metal fashion bingo. Check out my homeboy with the chino shorts with the white tube socks pulled up all the way underneath the shorts. That was, uh... Yeah. yeah. Higher the socks, the downer the foo. <laughs> <laughs> but the shorts are more like capris, because they're basically touching his ankle. They're like they're they don't want to admit capris, it, but those are capris. Yes, they're like if Jinko made capris. Yeah. <laughs> they did. All you gotta do is cuff them up once. One guy with the dreads. Always need the one guy with the dreads. All right, that's a really bad recording. That's not the best. It's pretty good. It's pretty shitty. Yeah. So if we yes. were playing, do y'all remember Snot? It, uh, yes, yes. I yeah, really I love that. That first album that came out of snot yeah. and i had so much still like, good love for lynn straight at the time because he had a dog and i was like this dude <laughs> just goes around everywhere with his dog that's awesome and then they died and yeah, I was just no, like, yeah that wow, was really that was really wow. sad remember and that, that tribute album straight well, up yeah, yeah yeah i was i went to uh I have a, a Nissan that had like 5 billion recalls and I had to go to the Nissan dealership uh, earlier this year to get uh, all this recall stuff done. And I'm sitting in the, the lobby and they start playing um, Angel Sun. 
a oh. video for that. Like they're playing this video mix of just like this old shit, and they start playing that, and the mechanics are coming out to talk to me about, oh, I replaced your whatever sensor and your brake light. That was whatever. And then he stops and looks at that, and he goes, "This just makes me want to." cry right here and i'm like these just big burly mechanic coming it, in and i'm it like is yeah a sad it does video. me too sir yeah, <laughs> yeah that's awesome it, they were another under under the radar band so that, that like, didn't amazing. hit it but they had they had great stuff there was a lot of potential there to do amazing things yeah i think i think they did a song with soulfly too hey i know that they did one with max when that, he yeah. passed yeah that was on that one that album that angel son was on yeah, to anybody yeah, it was, it was, listening it like that's that. never heard Snot, listen to their album Get Some that came out in 97. Shit still holds up. Amen. It's good. Yeah. Oh, I have a number four for my top five. All right, let's hear it. Limp Biscuit, Significant Other. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Gotta throw in. Uh... A plus front to back. That might have sparked me going into like being like a rapper. Like, like it was either <laughs> wow. unfortunately ICP. Or Limp Bizkit. So, have you talked to... Uh, it, Kim was about that close to uh, trying to talk Fred Durst into doing a little blurb and and wasn't able to... Um, wasn't able to make it happen. Did she end up going to that Fred Durst, like, Halloween party? No. <laughs> she wanted to. Um, but I she, wanted she, to. She, she I had told her reached I was going to be there. He was, he had, she, she had reached out and she was trying to see if she could make that happen. But unfortunately, she wasn't able to. But she was so st- ecstatic. She was like, hey, I got a DM from Fred Durst. <laughs> and I was like, you did what? Hold up. She got that a- needs to be like framed somewhere. Oh my God. <laughs> no. But I mean, never. I mean, Justin Bieber, never say never. It could happen again. True. Very you know, true. We could reach back out and maybe change his mind or she's a coercive go, uh person when she when she's on it <laughs> maybe she can make that happen i'm sure she could get the shit done when she needs to get it done <laughs> but uh yeah limp limp biscuit significant other is an is a album for me that i constantly go back to just because it has that fusion it's it's very hip-hoppy but it's also just like wes borland is a very innovative guitar player and he had yeah. he tuned that bad boy down to like drop C and was just crushing riffs. And it's just very, very bouncy, very groovy. Did he come back out of his that reformed Christian phase? Didn't he come back around full circle to I think you're thinking of I don't think I think you're thinking of monkey from corn. Oh, okay. Hold Never up. mind. You're thinking of head I, from corn. Head like, head. Yeah. And, That's what it was. And yes, head rejoined Corn. They all kind of just look the same to me. <laughs> <laughs> the the crazy guitarist. Yes. New new metalers always won. I know drummers. I don't. It's strange for me, but I like guitarists, especially from the new metal era. All kind of just bleed into one. I can see why. <laughs> hey, hey, Doug. It's either dreadlock guitarist or weird outfit. Hey, Doug. Yeah, it, jumps jumpsuit and the it, spike hair. If you were a member of Corn, what would your Corn name be? Oh shit, uh, Grunt. <laughs> Yo, we got Grunt on the. Grunt. <laughs> we got Grunt on the turntables. I'll be. Well, I think it wasn't someone in Mudvay named Grunt or Gerg or something. Yeah, something like that. They had strange names. 
I'll be uh, spook- spooky. Like spooky? That. All right, yeah. that's a good one. Spooky with a capital Y. All the other letters lowercase. <laughs> yeah, for some reason. The, the S is like a dollar sign. Obvi- obviously. Yeah. It has to be that. All right, Liz. New metal there, name. There's really not any good new metal names for women. Like even I think of like the new metal bands with women and like they all just went by their first names. What about like piss except P-I-Z-Z? <laughs> like Piz, <laughs> Liz. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'll take it. Oh, Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> like that's pretty brutal. You but I would hit. make it like totally not new metal and like do like kiss lettering or something. Oh, that would be like cool. I would totally I would ruin that. Like subvert all the expectations. Just be yes. named like like Laura Branigan or something. Something very like white, inbred sounding. <laughs> Morgan. Morgan Morgan Fairchild Morgan what was the what was the great bassist I just thought of her name the other day from Kitty that they she left and then Kitty sucked to Lena to oh my god that was like my first new metal crush I was like same not Julia from Uranium oh yeah that that was mine it's a close second (laughs) I was all they all had their own they just used their name they didn't have cool names like monkey <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> I remember going to. thought it something cool. I remember going to you know new metal shows back in like 2003, and where I grew up, there were no new metal chicks. You know, at my middle and high school, so I'd go to these shows, and I'd I'd just see these new metal angels wearing trip pants and a kitty shirt with a choke <laughs> collar, and I'm like, it's just like you see them, and it's, it's in slow motion. It's just you and and now they're called Billie Eilish. (laughs) (laughs) Now they're me, and then they're single moms that drive (laughs) Nissan Sentras. (laughs) But they still they still keep it metal. We do, we do for the most part. Yeah, it's it's funny how that like fashion like comes back around like seventies are in, and you know it's just like I mean the can't get rid of the classics, but like I. I used to get bullied for like wearing all black Same. and like the fucking trip, like the trip pants. I wore the capris. Can't deny that. Hold up, Doug. You had trip pants. I had the trip shorts. <laughs> oh, the trip I had shorts. the trip shorts. They were black. I, I have this one picture of me that looks like I'm taking a shit next to a brick wall. And it's like those capris. It's like black and it has like the blue zippers. Oh, and I have no. like a twisted Ooh. shirt on from like Mansmith era. It was like a twisted shirt. Did you just say that? I'm telling yo, I got juggalo pictures for days. I had, I had a closet full of ICP twisted Anybody kill a blaze, oh, all that God. shit. I met them yeah, when I was though. a kid. I was all of like 16, I think. When when did, uh... so it was after Great Malenko. It was, what was, what That came... was 1998. What was the, okay. The Amazing so Jekyll Brothers. next one with the gold? The Amazing Jekyll Brothers. Okay. So that's the one that they, they did the tour where they stopped here in Nashville at Tower Records. And I waited in line like two hours to go in to see them. And like it was a circus funhouse mm. thing inside Tower Records. And you had to walk through like a little tunnel to get to 
Shaggy Two Dope and Violent J and Twisted were on the sides of that tunnel, like in enclosed glass. And they have yep. like straight jackets oh, on and they're no. just standing there and you have to walk by them. And it was like a terrible, terrible fun house, like a terrible horror house that nobody should have ever encountered. They, they were Tower all about Records. the theatrics as well. <laughs> you can't, you can't really hate ICP because they developed, they started their own label. Yeah. They, they gave so many up and coming artists opportunities. They they did it all themselves and they have a loyal fan base. I was granted just, they might not be the best. Right. They're definitely not the best. I was um, just talking about them at brunch today. I was at a burlesque brunch about this upcoming show. Brad. And we were talking about our like juggalo eras and one one of the dancers that dances with me, Truby Trollup, uh she's Dolly Parton's niece. She's amazing. Um That's awesome. She 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 just looked at uh, my best friend and I and she was like I've danced at a gathering and we were like, <laughs> you're the last person in the world I would ever have suspected that danced at a gathering. She was like, yeah, she's like, they're really, they're great people. Juggalos are wonderful. And I'm like, dude, I know. Like I, I was an ICP yeah. person. Oops. I was never actually a juggalo, but you know, the, the camaraderie and like the juggalos are some of the nicest people in the world. The goths and the juggalos always got along. Yeah. There was, there was always camaraderie between them and the gathering. My friend, played the gathering in like ninth grade from some for some like competition he was like rapping or whatever and he uh they didn't choose his song unfortunately called fuck school um as you could tell we were in ninth grade not a lot of experiences um <laughs> but I, yeah i never got a chance to go to the gathering uh a lot of my friends did and it just seemed like a really good time and it's just funny because like now it's cool to like icp is we it? were straight up getting bullied. We were getting shit face on that time. people were face paint. I never did the face paint thing, but like, I wore all the shit. I, I loved all the music, and we got shit on. And now it's like whoop whoop family. It's like right? what you were you hated that ten years ago. I don't think they're at that level quite yet. Like where it's I don't know if you say cool to like ICP, but I feel like they're dating. Like yeah, I feel like there are days coming where people look back on their career and like what they started. I mean, completely themselves, like with no help from the mainstream. Like I respect the hell out of them, like just as you know, sure. businessmen, and they seem like really cool people. I don't know if you've seen Shaggy Two Dope's YouTube channel, but it's fucking hilarious if you get a chance to watch it. Um, I have a strange Shaggy Two Dope story. So on my my Instagram yeah. account, that's now. Instagram's locked me out of it that I can't use, oh, but it bitch. is still up. Um, I had I followed Shaggy Two Dope because I was wanting to know. A friend of mine was going out to the gathering this year, and like Onyx was there, and like a bunch of folks on this lineup. And I was like, "That's so cool! I want to know more about it." So I'm going to follow him and see what he's posting about this gathering. And he never followed me back, but he would stalk my stories and was purposefully coming back to my profile page and looking at my stories and like hearting them and stuff and like oh. eyeball reacting and stuff and i was uh. like what are you doing bub like what are you doing that's, you should have given him a you shot hit him up and be like Yo, yeah <laughs> kim and i were cracking up over it that was like a daily thing like what shaggy too dope looking at your stories today <laughs> Like, That's I can't awesome. bring myself to, I wanted to just, I did eventually unfollow him, but 
I've, I wanted to because I was so pissed. I was like, why aren't you following yeah. me if you're like looking at my shit? But I couldn't bring myself to do it because he kept doing it. And it was like our entertainment every day. Yeah, you, you, there needs to be like a new podcast between you guys. Like, did Shaggy Two Dope like my stories? And it's like two <laughs> we minutes. We just both follow him and see what happens again. Exactly. And you like put your phone up to the screen and be like, yep, he did. And then it just ends. <laughs> Hey, you, that's it. Just you hear that, that Shaggy Too Dope? We're calling you out on the podcast. <laughs> like, I know what you did, Bubba. Yeah. <laughs> Have y'all ever listened to? Um, it's older than hell. It's like ten. It was like when the Gathering first started. It's a it's a podcast that Paul. It's not a podcast. It was a radio show that Paul F. Tompkins was a co-host on. Love and Paul F. Tompkins. Well, they, have you ever heard the one where he talks about the Gathering? And it's, it's like this hour-long breakdown analysis of him and these other comedians where they talk about everything that's happening in the promo voiceover for that gathering. I listen to that. I go back to YouTube and listen to that probably at least once a month when I'm like in a depression or if like anything ever upsets me, I go back to that just to listen to it to crack myself up. Uh, that sounds incredible. I need to watch that. I'll send I it to you. Yeah, yeah. Send, please send it to me because I will watch it. I've only seen the documentary. It's like this little short documentary about the gathering that's like 15 minutes long. Um, it's not like making fun of it or anything, but I would love, I love stand-up comedy, so I would love to see them just lot. like, yeah, I, I, I want to see what they say about the gathering, it's especially so Paul F. Tompkins. Paul F. Tompkins will be like, um, the only thing that can make, like they're like, cannons and explosions and a helicopter ride and you'll go to this and whatever and then paul f tompkins will say something like and the only thing that can make this even better is if butterbean made an appearance and then and on stage too butterbean <laughs> he just dies yo the ga the gathering pulls axe man this year in particular they get like ice cube <sighs> They get they get so many people. Coolio, rest in peace to Coolio. Yeah. He was on he was on the gathering for a lot of years. Didn't they like throw shit at Tila Tequila and like hit her with bottles they did. and stuff? Did they? Yeah. Yeah. She was wow. there. She performed and they uh well she's kinda out of her mind. Yeah, like, I don't know if you've uh followed her in the recent supremacy? Yeah. Not since reality. Yeah, she times. like um promotes off the rails. she promotes Hitler and stuff on her social media. She's like not she's even white. She's completely gone off the fucking Ooh. deep end but maybe she's a fan of his politics <laughs> <Who knows? laughs> but probably not the best person to support uh if you're like in any state of mind but yeah they gave her a lot of shit for that good gracious hey liz do you remember primer 55 <laughs> that's no. some i'd say what is still, that? they're like still put me on to primer 55 because that's always a band that i had in the back of my mind, I always saw them in like Hit Parader magazine or just somewhere. So and Phil was like, "Yo, them you at, gotta listen to Prime." Writing it down. Uh, I played them at VHS Fest, like just as a joke. I was like, "Don't make me put on some new metal." And you were like, "Yo, who the fuck is this? This shit slaps." <laughs> like, dude, they're fire. Yeah, hold up. Let me. They're fire. Let me dude. play this song for you, Liz. So this song hits all the new metal bingo squares. It's got turntable scratches, down tune guitars. White boy Ooh. rapping, but it's Mandarin collars. I don't have. Shit. They don't have a music. Shaolin costumes. Oh yeah, Shaolin costumes. <laughs> uh, this song. We'll listen to a little bit of it. Then we'll watch a live video and break down the fashion. Um. 
You got to use this for one of your dances. Okay. <laughs> this song's called Super Freak Love. It's about a guy that just wants a freak. So, uh, wow, you sounded like a real radio DJ right there. Hey, <laughs> that was a Primer 55 with Super Freak Love. Uh, that- we're taking it back to 1999 with Primer 55. Any of you lovers out so there? So where's this band from? Oh, God, I don't we know. know. They're singer. They sound like they would be from Jersey for some reason. Let's see. <laughs> Let me find out. Oh my God, it's Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee, attitude. Memphis, Tennessee. What? Yeah. What? No fucking way. Yeah. Wow. Holy shit. Liz, you're in the you're in the prime spot. <laughs> <laughs> Just hop on Highway 55, take it off. Going to 88. <laughs> Go see. Go to the lead singer's grave because he passed away. Jerry Lawler's barbecue, Graceland. You have Jerry Lawler's barbecue, Memphis. Oops. Yo, we gotta go to Tennessee. It's the bomb. Oh my god. We're missing out on all these places. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my god. So this is uh, a live video, but it's on mute. But oh my god, he's got the dreadlocks, the dyed dreadlocks. See? Dreads. Yeah. This is Ozfest 2000. God, take Ooh. me back. But why the the website that it's on is Deftone something. Oh yeah, that's true. Oh, check it out. That doesn't need to be a thing. There we go. Oh. God, I miss- It's playing, but I don't hear you. Yeah, that hair. That hair. Oh, okay. What are the nubs? Like, when it's got, when it's beyond the Slim Jim dude and it's, like, just nubs? <laughs> that doesn't even... I don't even understand how that stays. Oh, it's like little carrots on top of the head. carrots, baby carrots. <laughs> no, this is... They got baby carrot head. <laughs> this is the fashion segment of the show. You know, if we're going to do fashion, here we go. Let's pull up some. We might need to pull up some Google images because let's pull up. Wow, these videos are rough. Yeah, I know. Hold on, let's uh, let's pull up some kitty. How about that? There we go. Telena era, or it doesn't count. Oh, brackish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we can watch the brackish video. Why not? Did that say when we were young makeup show? Did they play that festival? They did. They're like 15 here, by the way. It makes me want to go back to a Chelsea haircut. 
I can never bring myself to do that again. Keep okay. watching this video, you might. Got your face scarred in dismay, but times have changed, and so have you. I think I'd rather prove it by I feel like how they made up this part in the chorus, like, the girl who did that always has crazy shit and maybe irritated, um, Donnie from the Wild Thornberries, and would just go, And the other chick was like, yo, we're doing that in the hook. You better get ready. Hey, I, I've said this before, but Kitty walked so these 2022 20, e-girls could run. Like they, this Amen, is this sir. is their style right here. They invented that shit. Yeah, they completely ripped it off. This um, is like goth Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Growly Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> I yes, I agree with that. Morgan had such a strange chin. That's the only thing that I could like, like I couldn't place her, like as opposed to Telena, everybody else. They're very physically attractive, and Morgan had such a strange chin, and she she, now, now we're she just grew into it. She grew into it, and she's, it's wild. Um, I, like she's beautiful. Yeah, she is. Did you know she has a horror podcast, Witchfinger? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. really cool. Um She is. But um And they she's were still like, beautiful. Yeah, she is. They were like fifteen when they made that album. They were like Is she is Kitty still a thing? Yeah, they Are they still doing music? Uh, they actually still played some like just recently played some festival or something. Oh, so they did play the when when we were young festival. Yeah, but was that um it? I think so. Yeah, that's what it just said on YouTube. And I was like, Really? Interesting. Yeah, they're still doing it. So, shout out to Kitty. Yeah. Um, still rocking. Love that. Got any other I requests? Love What's like uh, some new? I say we start Google imaging the the fashion of some new metal. Oh my god! All right, we can do that. Now that we have Liz Power here. Man Five Thousand, though nobody. We're all just reels. gonna just just fall over and faint, like pretend like that wasn't us. We we have photographic evidence, unfortunately, for Sadly. all of us. Yeah. <laughs> so I was telling Liz that, uh, like, I never did like the devil locks or anything super crazy like that, but I used to spike my hair up with got to be glued, like my entire head. So good. Got to be. It would take me like twenty minutes every morning to like get the blow dryer <laughs> and spike it up. I thought I was so badass, dude. I had I had the blue gel from Got2B. I walked into first period art class in eighth grade, thought I was the fucking man. I got made fun of, and I was like, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> I had like spiky blue hair, looked like a demon. It was just not good. And my fit, I just looked stupid. I looked like when I was a kid, I looked very like plain. I like obviously no beard in eighth grade. <laughs> I, and I, I just like, looked I like tired. to imagine you as a child with a beard. Like you still I honestly wish I was. My younger <laughs> self was looking real weird. Uh, I looked like a fucking alien. Uh, but yeah, I walked into class and uh, people just fucking stared at me and I was like, this is not a good feeling. I'm going to not do this. <laughs> Alright, here we go. We got some... Uh... That's the one. Check out those Ooh. trip pants, dude. Jesus. Let's type in hot topic 
2001. <laughs> Hot Topic 2001. Ooh, remember the band Orgy? Delia's catalog, um, whatever year it was that they closed, what, what was it, like 99? Delia's was where the alt girls of the time shopped, and uh, man, like everyone had that one. I had like three or four of them. That one cat, like it was this silhouette outline of a cat, and it, all the that. shirts were cropped that had the cat on it. We all had that shirt. And like, I had one that was like silver shimmery, but just that cat. And I had one that was white and just that cat. And I had one that was red and just that cat. I wonder we what ha- we happened to, to that, that cat. We have to figure it out. We have to type in. <laughs> was it a brand? <laughs> was that a brand? Check it out. This is the final boss of new metal right here. What <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> like we need the tide goatee was also an Ooh. asset for new metal. <clears throat> this is um a shitty goatee th- tightly wrapped in a rubber band. This is a shitty band called From Zero. I don't know if you remember them, but no, no. But there's the fucking guy in the band with the beard and no mustache. People need to stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after you defeat David Draven and Wade Static, this is like the final. <laughs> Okay, right. He's he's the Bowser of new metal. <laughs> he comes in breathing fire and and cigarette breath. He like you know he's smoking Marlboro Reds. He like sprays you in the eyes with them. a can of um fuck what was that drink the energy Sobe Sobe me Sobe was the bomb. If I could take if I had a time machine and I could go back and just like take cases of Sobe and just bring them through the, the, the pod now and they're not expired, I would drink all of it. Yeah, they don't they don't manufacture it anymore. They uh-uh. stopped production on those. They were so good. Oh my god, I used to have this corn shirt. This blue one with the stripe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the picture that you have with you in the corn shirt or is that something different? Uh that's a different one. I wish I had pictures of, uh, I wish I had all my old new metal shirts. I'd be a millionaire Honestly, Sam, because they go for like 200 bucks on eBay. Um, I had the, uh, I had this, one of my favorite new metal shirts was this mud vein one that had like the skeletal spine on the back and it had like parasitic twin skeletons on the front. Wow. That is what the ooh. fuck. It's a uh, coal chamber, dude. Dude, the front, the flip haircut, but with the braids is doing it for me. Did, <laughs> what the fuck? Do you remember when um, the, the the girl from Cold Chamber went missing or something not too long ago? Yeah, that turned Did out to be... Did they find her? Yeah, that turned out to be uh, just a misunderstanding, pretty much. Okay, good, good. Yeah, she had a, yeah, big, I, she had a kid that. with uh, Morgan Rose from Seven Dust. They were married for a How little about while. about that? Yeah. New metal love. We oh, we actually always get seven oh, dust at our venue. They always play. Doug, it. remember when we were gonna write a uh, new metal romance story, like for a movie? Oh yeah, I'm still with it. Okay, so Liz, I gotta tell you the story about this. So a few razor blade kids. A few months ago, I was house sitting at a friend's house, and I step out one morning. It was like 8 a.m. I'm sipping coffee, and in the distance, a few houses down, I hear what sounds like a female in a garage like singing like very loudly like on a pa she's covering lincoln park songs she's like singing she sung breaking the habit and then she kicked into somewhere i belong and i'm just like where is my new metal princess i hear it in the (laughs) distance (laughs) so i was like doug we have to write a new metal romance story 
Like a guy, a guy finds a bracelet, a, a spiked bracelet at Ozfest, and he has to like locate who it is. Yeah, track be a new metal Disney princess. Yeah, let's like make that. This that happen. would be like a great Cinderella story. <laughs> well, we have we have to write it. We have to we have to all sit down and like really work out the formula of this. Oh, and we said it, have to- it was going to be called One Step Closer. Like one step closer? Is that what it was? Okay. Yeah. You could talk uh Kitty into to scoring that, like how Jonathan Davis uh scored uh Queen of the Damned and you oh, know people God. Yes. There you go. It writes itself. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> remember really when um uh Jonathan Davis like sung all the songs for that, but the guy would sing the songs in the movie and it was just so weird. Yeah, and, and it was so just, out yeah, of sync. It did oh, not match. No. Yeah. Hold up, let's pull up some of that. Ooh. That'll be funny to watch. Oh man. That movie. Ooh. That fucking movie. Book how- is absolutely wonderful. Um, how much time do you got, Liz? We don't wanna keep you um, too long. Whatever you gotta go. Another ten minutes. Okay, cool. Enough yeah, time to watch uh Queen of the Damned. <laughs> <laughs> Queen of the Damn wrap up video in 10 minutes. Poor Aaliyah. Aaliyah, Aaliyah was a true talent. She really was. And she Miss was Aaliyah just used up. And, yeah, by, and unfortunately by R. Kelly. Yeah that, yeah. that piece of shit. Really is. Hopefully he dies in prison. We hope um, so. Yeah. All right, here we go. Oh, man. Now the Primer 55 song is stuck in my head still. Yep, crazy guy, crazy guitarist. This was rough even as a corn fan. This was rough. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Why would they do that? It's just a bad living. had an official music video right yeah this is abysmal that was that was tough to watch i mean the the song itself version of lestat alone sucks but that version of lestat with jonathan jonathan davis's vocals is awful and i love jonathan davis and i love lestat and it's just not a great combination at all no that was a really weird um... really weird concept for video That's Sorry, Pete Townsend's son. Over my thing. From the what? Who? What? Yeah, the Stuart Stuart Townsend. Yeah, is Pete Townsend's I'm, son? I am ninety nine percent sure. Yeah, but let me make sure. Wow! Wow! What a what a disappointment <laughs> <laughs> that he that he did this thing. This is this is like an eighth grade art project. 
They just said, like, please just, like, here, sing corn. <laughs> Pretend no one's watching. But yeah. here's, like, a budget. The son of uh, Pete Townsend. Wow. Yeah. Does he still make films? I don't think so. I remember I, back I in the day thinking that... I remember seeing anything else. I remember thinking, like, oh, this guy's gonna, like... Well, no, he still makes stuff. Nothing I recognize. Well, he was in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Uh, but no, he hasn't really okay. done a whole lot. So, New Metal Royalty. <laughs> yeah, but that movie still Dead-Z. has like a cult Dead-Z following. Is new metal royalty. Oh my god, Deadsy, <laughs> yes. Share son. Oh, that's yeah. Cher's son? Yeah, oh, yeah, Cher. Yep. Hey, Holy I, shit. I still love this song, uh, The Key to Gramercy Park. Have you ever heard this, Liz? That's a great song. Yeah. Okay. Let's listen to this shit. I wonder if they still make music. I thought that was Jonathan David's cousin or something. Uh, They signed them to their record label, Elementary Records. Um, but they weren't related? No, you might be thinking of... Uh, the dudes from Incubus. Power Man 5000. Audio event. What? Remember like... Uh, audio event. Audio event. They were like... There were two brothers from Incubus. Like Brandon and yes. Michaels. Dude, okay. I had that album. I love that song. The Energy. That's such a great song. I don't give a fuck. It is a good song. Says. Yeah. All right. We'll watch this video or a little bit of it real quick. Here we go. This is a good song. Yeah. You can go with Eris. Who knew that Cher and Greg Holman's son would go on to create this music? Right. You gotta figure out what he's doing now. Creature. I actually really liked Desi though back in the day. I mean, this song still holds up. It was a good song. His name was killing him. Wait, Jonathan Davis is on this track. That's right. I think someone's about to say, it sounded like Chris Dunn and Corn I've got the key to Gramercy Park. Oh, where I seem to be afraid of the dark. We can find the heavenly stars. I'm gonna like my miss bringing it to the bars. So I'm gonna download this album. Let's do it. All right. Like 80s synth wave, new yeah. It's good. Yeah. It had a lot going on. I feel like if that came out today, people would be jamming to it. It came out in 2002. I feel like people Edzy ready walked for that. so Boy Harsher could run. They weren't ready for it. <laughs> no, no fucking way. Boy Harsher <laughs> wishes they were Deadsy. I want to see. I want to see Orgy and Deadsy do a tour together. That would be with dude, Jay and Gus from Boy Harsher. What I said with Jay and Gus from Boy Harsher. Hey, I like Boy, Boy Harsher. Harsher's cool. That'd be they awesome. Did that song. Do you think they knew how bad Halloween Ends was going to be? 
when they were making no. that song? Probably not. Absolutely, they not. got a paycheck. That's all. Absolutely that's all not. they care about. And they're that one the of best the part like, about that's that movie. one of the highlights of the whole fuck. Well, y'all know it's one of the highlights of the whole fucking film is at least that great song and and that and great versions of that song came from that film. But every time I'm, I see I'm that, glad that it pushed their exposure. I love that it's called. Yeah, burn they're it like down. super super mainstream. Man. Hey Doug, let's burn it down. I light the match. Oh. Oh. Put on orgy. <laughs> Put on Power Man five thousand. Let's take Put our on Let's take our trip tonight. The stars revolve. Let's take oh. our trip pants off and throw in some orgy. <laughs> was he really Rob Zombie's brother? Yeah, he was. He spider. was. Wasn't he Spider? Oh, yeah. oh zombie. Yeah. <laughs> spider. Spider Zombert. Yes, Zombert. <laughs> I think I think they were cousins. I think they're. Cousins. I don't think they're. No, brothers. no, they're Maybe biological they're... brothers. Like. Biological okay. brothers? Yeah, okay. Same same mother and father and everything. Yeah. Man, we're just making a new Dude, metal family Man, tree here. We should like <laughs> it goes out to Greg Allman and Pete Townsend, oh unfortunately. So, right, should... we, we gotta get Rob Zombie and Cher to spit in the cup. <laughs> we gotta we gotta send it <laughs> over to um create that, the ultimate new metal experience. The yeah, ultimate so we can really new metal break clone. It down. We yeah. just gotta ship it off to that uh, that relative site or whatever, whatever it's called. It'll be good to go. <laughs> yeah, well, what's it called? Hereditary. Oh, uh, Vonage. Like twenty three and Me or something. There you go. There you go. Something like that. Yeah, it'll all be traced back to like Ozfest two thousand. Like that's <laughs> ground zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Less than zero. So, Liz, we don't want to keep you any longer, but um, hey. Thanks for thanks for joining the show. We would love to have you back on. Having me, this has been a, a lot of fun. Yeah, and we'll have uh, Kim on as well. And she would absolutely love that. And I, I know that she was uh, very upset that she missed tonight. Well, it's all good. Things happen, but um, but yeah, thank you for joining. And uh, we'll have you back on to just watch some uh, Attitude Era WWF videos. <laughs> Let's oh, do it. Oh. Let's do it. I'm actually I'm in the works of doing something on the wrestling end of things, so that would that would tie in very nicely. So just holler and let me. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he needed to. He couldn't help himself. Doug had to put on the cane. It's mask. right. It's right here. <laughs> By God, that's got. If be I had one, I'd wear it all the time. <laughs> it's the inferno match of the century. Jr. Stone Cold. Stone Cold walking down the walkway. I don't know how you can hear me with the mask. <laughs> oh, I was man. just reminded of uh, E.T. Stone Cold recently because I forgot oh, all about that. Oh, do you yeah. guys remember those? I do. Yeah. Oh the, my gosh! Yeah. It was a drive-through. What a prank ride! Video. What a fun YouTube awesome. ride that hey, is. <laughs> do you want to watch it real quick before you go? It's up Let's to you. go. Okay. Okay. Let's do a it. A little bit of a rabbit hole. All right. So to everybody listening, uh, this is just one of those really old YouTube <laughs> videos that came out, like came around like the time YouTube was invented pretty much. But it's a guy at a drive through yeah. wearing an ET mask and talking like stone cold. Yeah. It says 10 <laughs> years old. <laughs> Okay, it says three minutes long. We're not going to watch all that, but here we go. Just give him a little taste. <laughs> I wonder if he's still around. This is Stone Cold, Stone Cold ET, ET. And I just want to order a couple White Castles to go. 
But oh, why was he dressed as E.T. talking like Stone Cold? Nobody Where knows. E.T. would like a couple of cheeseburgers and maybe a... Phil, did it break? I can't understand anything you're saying. <laughs> okay, you want Stone Cold E.T. to pull up? What's that? Just pull up to the first window. Okay. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Not all heroes wear capes. All right. They wear E.T. masks. <laughs> he had an easy pass. You know he was going somewhere. He just needs to entertain himself. Oh, there we are. Sorry, I had a little connection <laughs> issue there. Um, all right, Stone Cold E.T. <laughs> to close this out. Woo! <laughs> what, a, what a ride uh -huh. this has been. It's gone everywhere, okay. and I appreciate that with you yeah. guys. Yeah, of course. Yeah, this is so much my, fun. <laughs> yeah, my my faulty internet connection here. Well, Liz, That's you can okay. hop off whenever. Um, yeah, me and Doug will uh, will ramble for a few more minutes. But yeah, thank you for joining, and uh, tell thank everybody where they me. can find you and uh, where they can find you on Instagram and your podcast. So you can find me on Instagram currently at I hate H8 underscore pretty hate machine because I do not have access to my main page on Instagram. Um, you can also find me on Twitter with a very similar handle. Uh, you can find me with my co-host Crazy Sexy Ghoul, a.k.a. Kim, on Late Night Ghouls, late spelled with an L8. And um, you can... You can find me in a lot of places. <laughs> so um, look me up. I'm doing a lot of things. Yeah. About to be working again with Chattanooga Film Fest uh, for 2023. And just got a lot, of, a lot of stuff going on. Nice. Yeah, check out so the podcast. It's uh, really good. Me and Doug Thank were on, you. on uh, an episode recently. And I listened <laughs> to the entire back catalog. And no, I really enjoy your podcast. So everybody Thank listening, you. please check that out. Go follow. We've got a great Ray. episode coming out this this week that we're very we're very proud of. This is probably like the the highlight of our podcasting careers. So awesome! I'm pumped about it. Thank we're you. We're definitely going to listen. Thank you so much, and, and thank you for having me tonight. Yeah, of course, Liz. Of course. All right. Well. Oh, Doug. All right. Well, that was fun. That was a good hoot and holler and good time. Yeah, it was. Holy shit. We're all at almost like two hours. I knew the new metal episode was going to go for a long time. Oh, yeah. I'm, ho I'm holding in a hardcore piss right now, but it was worth it. We could just <laughs> ramble on forever about this. Yeah, we could, but I guess we should uh, wrap this one up. But We got to break our record eventually. What's our record running episode? Uh, it might be this. We've never hit like the two hour mark. So really, I could have sworn we did. Uh, after edits and everything, not quite. But oh, okay, yeah, you gotta tone it down a little bit. Yeah. But uh, all right, Doug. Well, go take that piss. And <laughs> everybody, thank you so much for listening. Um, merch is coming. I haven't talked to you about this, Doug, but I put in the, uh, I'm getting a quote back from this merch company, so I should get that tomorrow. I'm going to place the order. I got some sweet t-shirts and crew neck sweaters coming. So Amazing. Let me know what I owe you for half of it, and then I'll Venmo you. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that later, 
But this all is, right, this is well, a team hey, effort. That's how we do it here at the Spook House. All right, well, thank you for listening, everybody. Doug, I love you as always. Um, love you too, baby. And hey, you know what it is. All right, we'll catch you on the next one, everybody. Bye.